Hi there, Greg Shoemake here. I want to welcome you to Be Encouraged. It's my hope that this podcast will serve as a starting point for you to knowing God more and discovering your identity in Jesus. You really do matter to God. Enjoy. Hey there, friends. This is Greg speaking. Thanks again for joining me on the uh, Be Encouraged podcast. You know, the last few podcasts, uh, we've been talking about the upside of things, how God has created you and um, uh, uh, destined you to be a winner, to be on the upside of whatever you're facing. And uh, one of the things that we mentioned uh, in one of the last uh, podcasts was 2 Corinthians chapter 10 verse uh, verses 3 to 6. And I just wanted to touch on that. I'm speaking from my heart today. I had something, it just kind of came up in my heart in regards to the word strongholds. Now I just wanted to take a little bit of time to discuss that a little bit. Um, you know, what I find about strongholds is uh, well let me give some context the context is well here's the passage the context is a passage of scripture here second corinthians 10 3 through 6 for though we walk in the flesh we do not war according to the flesh for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal but mighty in god for the pulling down of strongholds casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ, and being ready to punish all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. The part that I wanted to focus in on was um, just in regards to exploring strongholds. What I mentioned last time was I used the example of cancer. How when someone mentions cancer, oh my gosh, I have, the, have this uh, diagnosis of cancer. What begins to happen immediately, oftentimes, is, oh my gosh, I'm going to die. You know, the person has been diagnosed with cancer. Cancer means death, so I'm going to die automatically. Now when we talk about strongholds if that declaration is left unchecked if that declaration is the only thing that takes up residence in your mind and in your heart it will begin to take up or build up a build uh, a, a stronghold a gripping point if you will that will literally grip your mind and grip your thoughts to the point that everything in your life will be filtered through the thought that you are having that you are going to die from cancer and you can use anything you can use uh, uh, poverty uh, well you know we've never had enough so that's just how it is or you can deal with uh, uh, you, you, you fill in the blank whatever it is if it's contrary to what God has promised and you allow that thing to become the dominating factor of your thoughts, it begins to create a stronghold, something that begins to rule and reign and control everything in your life. 
And we can't have that happen. That cannot be the case because that is not what God set up for you. That is not what God set up for you to, uh, and not how he has set you up to live. It's not how he uh, created you to function. He said that you are above and not beneath. He says that you are the head and not the tail. He says that uh, he came to give you life and that life more abundantly. So when you begin to entertain and let these things take precedence in your heart and in your mind, they become strongholds. And what happens there is by your focus on those things, you give that thing the authority to take up residence. You give that thing to the authority to exercise authority over everything in your life instead of the Word of God being used to exercise His authority over everything in your life. So when we talk about strongholds, we're talking about the things that's dominating everything. And we don't, nothing else should be dominating you except the Word of God. He said, let this mind be in you that was in Christ Jesus. Okay? So, now, so the strongholds, let's say that the stronghold has taken up residence. Uh, and again, strongholds is just anything that takes precedence over your, your thoughts and your heart, you know. Uh, let's say that the stronghold takes up residence. It has now gotten uh, a, a place of authority. This is where 2 Corinthians 10, 5 comes in. It says, well, 4, For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty in God for the pulling down of strongholds. Now, it pulls down the strongholds, then it casts down the imaginations, verse 5, casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Now, what do I mean by that? I just really felt like I needed to expound on this just a little bit more than from the last podcast. When you, when this thing comes up against you, and it's important to recognize that it is a high thing that is exalting itself above the knowledge of God. It's trying to gain access to the throne of your heart to the point that anything that God says gets filtered through cancer or gets filtered through uh, pneumonia, gets filtered through poverty, gets filtered through lack, uh, what have you. Whatever the issue is, it gets filtered through that. Depression, it gets filtered through that, you know. Um, and and uh, so the, the weapons that you have can pull down those strongholds, can pull down those arguments. I have the right to be here, the stronghold says. I have the right to be here because they agree with me. Yeah, and that's actually a good word right there. Whatever you agree with will have dominion. Let me say that again. Understand this. Whatever you agree with is what will have dominion. Okay? You do not want to agree with anything that doesn't line up with what God has declared. Bill Johnson says this. He says, I cannot have any thoughts about myself that God doesn't have. And I think that is just I, I think that is just profound. When you take the time to consider that 
What does God say about you? What does God say regarding your life? What does God say regarding your future? That is what you're supposed to think on. That is what I'm supposed to think on. But the stronghold comes in to say, yeah, I understand that God says that you're going to have new, you know, you're going to live a long life, but I'm, I'm COVID and I can take you out because I'm a disease that is stronger. You know, uh, you better watch out. I'm, I'm COVID. I'm cancer. I'm leukemia. I'm pneumonia. I, you know, whatever. I'm loneliness. I am depression. I can take you out. No, you can't. No, you can't. You don't have the authority. And this, these are, this is the kind of things that I believe we as believers need to exercise because we have the authority in Jesus to say these things and speak to the mountain and tell it to move. He said it. You know, if you have faith the size of a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, move, and it will move, and nothing will be impossible for you. Listen, friend, any type of declaration that is contrary to the Word of God has the potential to become a mountain or a stronghold. And he said if you have faith the size of, of mustard seed, or some translations even say the size of a grain of mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea, and it will move. You know, these things, they, they become mountains, but you, they don't have to stay. It depends on you and I. What does God say about you? What has God declared about you? That is what we can, what we are to cling to. And so I just want to encourage you with this. You have weapons, friend. You are not at the mercy of what you're facing today. You, I'm going to say it again. You are not at the mercy of what you are facing today. What you're facing today is at the mercy of what God has declared regarding you. What you're facing today is at the mercy of what God has declared regarding you. But that declaration has to come out of your mouth. You must say, remember, if you say, you can say to this mountain, move. You must speak. You must declare out of your mouth what God has declared regarding you in, in regards to that declaration that came, uh, came to you. Um, I'll give you an example. Years ago, my wife, Brenda, um, she had this heart issue. And we found out about it because my daughter, Maya, had a dream and because Brenda had been dealing with this, you know, she would wake up in the middle of the night gasping for air and, and coughing and the doctors thought it was bronchitis and they were treating her for bronchitis and all this other stuff. As it turns out, it was a heart issue. And, we, and when my daughter Maya had the dream, she came to me crying saying that mommy was going to die. And I'm like, what? You know, so we we took we took Bryn to the doctor. The doctor checked her out and come came to find out with this one test that he did, uh, it had the results were in X's. 
So 1x meant eh, you might want to watch it. The second x meant uh, you're getting close to, you're getting dangerously close. The third x meant you need to stop what you're doing right now and and address this thing or else it is going to take you out. Brenda was at the third X. And the thing about it is we had no idea but the Lord opened up my my daughter's eyes and ears to hear this in a dream and then she she related to me. So now we have been given a declaration. Your wife has a heart condition and she will die if she doesn't take precautions. And the precautions were no activity. She couldn't walk up and down stairs. She couldn't pick up the children. She couldn't do anything. She had to sit complete, completely still. And that was the diagnosis that the doctor gave. Now this was on a, this was on a Saturday. That was the diagnosis. And so that Saturday, she did nothing. She sat still. She wasn't supposed to move. Sunday morning came and we went to church very carefully because again, she wasn't supposed to move. So Sunday morning comes, we get to the church. We share it with, our, with the elders of the church. They laid hands on her and prayed. And what they prayed was, they, de they declared over her what God said in Isaiah 53, 5. 1 Peter 2.24, uh, that, that the stripes of Jesus, by the stripes of Jesus, she was healed. They declared that over Brenda and prayed that over her. And that was just it. We went home. She sat down, did nothing, was very, very careful. And, you know, we just kept on believing what that what the declaration of the Lord was the following Monday or that the next day that Monday she went back to the doctor and do you know God is my witness he took the same test and did it again and there were no X's now here's the kicker friend that was over 25 years ago <laughs> Come on. The doctor said you could die this weekend and 25 years later, she's still kicking. Come on, somebody. And the thing is, so let's look at that. We had a declaration. It had the potential of becoming a stronghold. The declaration of, of the Lord was, was spoken over Brenda and within 48 hours, she was completely healed. Now, uh, don't get me wrong. I know that this doesn't happen all the time. It doesn't happen like this all the time for everybody. Because some of you have probably been praying for yourself or praying for someone you care deeply about for healing. And it's been 40, 50 years and still nothing happens. I mean, listen, I, I, I'm living that even now. You know, there's people that I'm praying for and they're still sick and it's frustrating. I understand that. But the frustration, get this, friend, the frustration of not seeing the manifestation of the truth does not negate the truth. Do you hear, did you hear that? Just because it's not seen doesn't mean it's not the truth. Just because 
there's not been a manifestation of it yet doesn't make it untrue. It's still the truth. God's word is still the truth. And so when we use our weapons, the weapons of our warfare that God has given us, we cast down, we pull down those strongholds. We deny its authority to stay. We cast down the arguments that say, hey, I should get to, I should get to stay here. Don't you know my track record? I take people out or whatever. I, I should be allowed to stay here. They let me stay here. They, they, oh, they agreed with me. I can, you know. We, we cast down that argument and every high thing that exalt, exalts itself against the knowledge of God. And we bring every thought because as you know, your thoughts can just run rampant with things like this. But we bring every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. Every thought, every argument, every high thing, every stronghold must bow the knee to the declaration of the word of God. And you're the one, you're the key voice that speaks that. So I just want to encourage you. You are not what the world says you are. You are not what the devil says you are. You are not what your circumstances say you are. You are not what your situations say you are. And listen, you are definitely not what your emotions say you are. You are who God says you are. And you get into that word and you begin to discover what God says about you and you make the choice to believe what God says about you, your life will never be the same. Your life will never be the same. You are who God says you are and you are victorious. God calls you son. God calls you daughter. God doesn't call you pauper. God doesn't call you weakling. God says you are mighty. God says you are strong. God says you are you overwhelmingly conquer in Jesus. So choose to believe that today, friend. I want to encourage you to choose to believe. You're the deciding factor. I know I've said that several times, but you're the key point. You're the deciding factor. And you must decide. You must choose. And you can choose. I want to let you know, oh, please know this. You can, to use an old phrase that Obama uh, had made, made famous, yes, we can. <laughs> Listen, yes, you can. Yes, you can what? Yes, you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. Yes, you can believe in him that he, he who began a good work in you will be faithful to complete it. Yes, you can believe that the one who declared he will never leave you or forsake you meant what he said. Yes, you can believe that God is the God of peace, who, who, that Jesus is the Prince of Peace and He is available to you 24-7, 366 days of the year. Yes, you can believe that Jesus ever lives to make intercession for you. And listen, friend, let me tell you right now, if Jesus is praying for you, buddy, let me tell you, that prayer will definitely be answered. So I just want to encourage you, you are more than what you think 
You are more than what you feel. You are more than what you are going through. And you are not at the mercy of the circumstances and situations in your life. And you have are the deciding factor whether or not that situation becomes a stronghold or whether it's put underneath the feet of Jesus in obedience to him. And you have what it takes because God didn't leave you powerless. He gave you Holy Spirit to, to, to be uh, your strength, to be your teacher. He is available to you, and you are a winner. Hey, I want to thank you for taking the time to listen to Be Encouraged today. I hope it was an encouragement to you. If you could, if, if it was an encouragement to you, would you do me a favor? Uh, just kind of drop me a note uh, via email, greg at gregshoemake.com. Again, greg at gregshoemake.com. Just to let us know that it was encouraging to you and that you appreciated it. And uh, I want to appreciate you for taking the time to listen. All right, so God bless you, and we'll see you on the other side.